all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Hey, shalom. What's going on, everybody? This is Mr. Kevin Foreman. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Uh-oh. Command your week with the power of prayer. Come on in. What is going on? Wherever you are at, uh, let me know where you're watching from. Like this video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. LWS, like this video. Let me know where you're watching from and share this video. Uh, it's going to be a powerful time of prayer, as it always is. Uh, you already know that it's going to uh, be amazing tonight. That's why you join me every Monday night. What do we do? Every single Monday night, we gather together for one hour to pray. And we call it Command Your Week Prayer because we're getting a hold of the week before the week gets a hold of us. You see this pattern of prayer throughout the Bible where you see the Bible will say something like this, where Jesus got up before the sun did. That is because uh, he wanted to set reset uh, before the day tried to set something in motion. And that's what we're doing with your entire week. We're getting a hold of it before it gets a hold of you. So come on in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from. Share the video, I see Aurora, I see Atlanta all in the place. I see Montgomery, I see some more Aurora, McDonough, Georgia, that's Atlanta Metro, Columbus, Ohio, welcome. Denver, welcome. Come on, let's shout out where you're at. Boulder, welcome, come on. Westminster, welcome. Where are y'all at tonight? San Jose, welcome. Naperville, Illinois, welcome. What's going on? Uh, listen. I'm super, uber excited that uh, we gather together every Monday night, Philadelphia, Omaha, LA. Y'all, we are in here, Stockton, California, all over. We have been doing this um, for a few years now. Every single Monday night, you can count on it. Monday night, 7 o'clock Mountain to uh, 8 o'clock Mountain, we are going to pray. And it's always going to be amazing. Hey, listen, I want to start prayer tonight. We're going to do, we're going to jump right into prayer tonight. Uh, and we're going to go in. As we start praying tonight, we're going to pray for forgiveness. One of the, the, let me teach you a little bit tonight. When we are praying, you always want to start uh, with forgiveness. Forgiveness for three things. Can I get you to type these three things? Sin, transgression, and iniquity. Sin, transgression, and iniquity. What does that mean? Sin are the mistakes that you've made. Literally, the word sin is an archery term where it means you missed the mark. Secondly, transgression. That is where you have willfully deviated from what you have known to be right or true. And then iniquity, that's generational sin that's passed down and around. We're going to jump right in tonight and we're going to start with that. Father, we honor you and we bless you tonight. We give you glory and we give you honor. We thank you, Father, for the privilege to pray. Father, prayer is a privilege. It is not a right. Prayer is something that we get to do uh, and it's not something that we have to do. Father, you said in 1 John chapter 1, 9, that if we confess our sin, you are faithful and you are just to forgive us and not only forgive us, God, but you also cleanse us. And so for this, God, we say thank you for cleansing us tonight. Father, when you cleanse us, that means that you take away the residue of that situation, the residue of that circumstance. Why is that important? Because if the residue is gone, it means we will not return. If the residue is gone, that means we will not return. So tonight, God, we ask that you for, forgive us for our sin, every mistake that we made, anything that we looked at incorrectly, that we handled incorrectly, that we did not go about the right way. God, we ask for forgiveness for that tonight. And secondly, God, we ask that you forgive us for our transgression, every willful deviation from what we knew to be correct. God, we ask that you would forgive us for that. In the name of Jesus, forgive us, God, for operating in our will, not yours. 
Forgive us for doing it our way and not your way. Forgive us, God, for seeking our interests and not your interests. You said when you were in the Garden of Gethsemane, which means pressing and blessing at the same time, you said, God, that it was in that garden. You prayed this prayer three times. You said, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. God, forgive us for doing things on our own without checking with you if it was okay. You said, if it is possible, let this cup pass for me. In other words, I do not want to do this, but uh, and if it's possible, let it pass. But because you are not a transgressor, you first check for permission. And then number two, you said, nevertheless, give us the grace to be able to say, nevertheless, even when obedience requires a difficult decision, to be made. Give us the grace, God, to say, nevertheless, even when something that we don't desire to do is the only option that's on the table. We pray, God, that we would not be transgressors. And thirdly, Father, we pray that we would not walk in iniquity. That is generational sin that is passed down and around, God. We pray that we are not iniquitous, God. We pray that you would cleanse us from the iniquity of our bloodline. You said that you have made us to be the curse breakers in our bloodline. And we cannot break the curse that we practice. We cannot break the curse that we play with. We cannot break the curse that we engage in. So tonight, Father, we make the declarations that we are the curse breakers, which means iniquity is not our lifestyle. Iniquity is not our portion. Iniquity is not our mentality. Iniquity is not how we do anything that we do. But instead, God, we declare that you said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess, you'll forgive. So we confess. We don't hide it from you. Come on, Monday night. We don't hide it from you. We can come boldly to you. See, the enemy would try to condemn us, God and make us think that we cannot come to you, to make us think that you would not hear us, to make us think that you would not be with us. We do not walk in condemnation because the Holy Spirit brings conviction. And conviction says, I can run to my Father even in the midst of sin, transgression, or iniquity. So we run to you tonight and we confess. We run to you tonight and we confess, God, we don't have anything to hide from you. We don't have anything we're trying to keep from you. We stand before you the same way, God, that you wanted Adam to stand. Adam stood before you uh, without covering. He had to make fig leaves and coverings for himself out of shame. We do have no shame tonight, so we can stand in front of you shameless. Come on, shameless. Come on, shameless. We stand in front of you tonight, God shameless because we do not have to cover or protect ourselves from you. You are our protector. You are our father. You are our provider. So father, tonight I pray that you would take away shame tonight that might exist for anybody. I pray that you take away guilt that might exist for anybody tonight. Why? Because we are to come boldly. Proverbs 28 says that the righteous or as bold as a lion. Your word says that we can boldly approach the throne of grace and attain mercy and favor in our time of need. So tonight, God, we stand before you the way Adam should have stood before you. And we say, God, we check ourselves. Come on. We check ourselves tonight, God. For those three areas of sin and transgression and iniquity, we check ourselves tonight, God, so that you don't have to check us. We examine ourselves, God, so that you do not have to send a, a, another examination. And we say, God, that we're looking at the men and the women in the mirror, and we are saying we will make the change. We do not need, Father, a storm to cause us to make the change. Y'all better pray with me tonight. We do not need, Father, a, a disaster for us to make the change, but we look at ourselves and we say that we will make the change tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, everybody, every platform, type amen. We welcome everybody, both Facebook pages, both YouTube pages, both Twitter pages, both Instagram pages. Um, Uncommon Gospel Radio Network, the Harvest app, the Harvest website, so many different uh, platforms that we're on tonight, and we're so grateful, and I'm excited that you are on prayer tonight. Every Monday night, mark it in your calendar for one hour. We've been doing it, and doing it, and doing it well, and we're going to keep doing it every single Monday night uh, as we pray. Let me tell you a few things that's going to happen in prayer. Number one, you're going you're gonna to hear me have you to type a lot. This is because the word says in Matthew now, wherever two or three touch on agreeing anything, it shall be done for them. So when you type your comments, that's our way to touch and agree. Can I go further? There's power in agreement. Psalm 133 says that there's so much power in agreement 
that wherever two or three touch agreeing anything, or excuse me, Psalm 133 says that wherever there's agreement, there's a commanded blessing. Pay attention. What's a commanded blessing? That means that it is literally an order of God. Uh, let me see if I can say it another way. Uh, it literally removes whatever was there before and replaces it with the blessing. So when we type and agree, we're not just commenting like this is some regular social media interaction. You are literally activating the power of agreement where God says, whatever we agree on, it'll be done for us. Number two, God says, I will command the blessing. Can I get you to type that on the screen? Commanded blessing. Think of God like a general. Think of God like the chief, uh, 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 the uh, commander in chief. And when he commands a blessing, I don't care who don't like you. I don't care what the enemy's trying to do. Watch me. I don't even care what you do. God says, if I command a blessing, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Here's the third thing. Let me give you Bible to back up the power of agreement. You will remember in the scripture in Genesis where it talks about uh, Nimrod. And when it talks about Nimrod in the scripture, it talks about how they were building something called the Tower of Babel. They were building something called the Tower of Babel. And as they were building the Tower of Babel, what's interesting is the Bible says uh, that because these people, matter of fact, I'm going to give it to you. Come on here. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to give it to you. Because these people are of one mind, nothing shall be impossible for them. Nothing shall be impossible for them. Nothing shall be impossible for them. So when we agree, we remove impossibility. This is why I have you type. This is why I have you speak things. Proverbs 18, 21. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. This is why it's so important that you make sure You've got agreement around you because if, watch me, if you don't have agreement around you, instead of a commanded blessing, you're going to have to chase a blessing. And listen, you don't have time to chase what God can command. So, Father, we pray for agreement around us. Let's go. We pray for agreement around us, God. Then that agreement would bring a commanded blessing according to Psalm 133. We pray for agreement around us, God, which Matthew 16 says that whatever we agree on, wherever two or three touch on agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. It shall be done for them. Excuse me, Matthew 18, 19 through 21 for that. And Father, finally, in Genesis 11, you said, because these people are of one mind, that nothing is impossible for them. Nothing is impossible for them. Nothing is impossible for them. Nothing that they propose to do, your word says in Genesis 11 and 6, will be impossible for them. So we thank you for the power of agreement. God, we go further. We pray now for agreement within ourselves. We pray, God, that we would be in agreement with ourselves. We are a tripart being. We are spirits. That is our subconscious mind. This is uh, the space where we are automatically who we are. And God, we live in a physical body. We are not our body. We live in a physical body. And we have a soul. That is our mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Tonight, God, we pray for agreement within ourselves. Sometimes, God, we walk in fear because we're not in agreement within ourselves. Sometimes we walk in indecision because we're not in agreement with ourselves. Sometimes we're, we're, we're teeter-totting because we're not in agreement within ourselves. So in Jesus' name, we pray for self-agreement. I need you to type that on the screen. We pray for self-agreement right now because it doesn't matter if we get other people to agree with us. If we are not fully in agreement with ourselves. So tonight, God, we pray for self-agreement that our spirit and our soul and our body will align and obey. That our spirit, our soul and our body will align and obey your word. We thank you for self-agreement tonight, Father, that we would not watch me, that we would not have our spirit say yes, but our flesh say no. We would not have our spirit say no and our flesh say yes. But we pray, God, for agreement, self-agreement tonight. In the name of Jesus, and we rebuke any indecision, we rebuke any uh, uh, a division within ourselves. Your word says, your word says, Father, in the book of James, that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He is unstable, that's James 1 and 8, in all his ways. What does that mean? He lacks self-agreement. Oh, my God. We lack self-agreement. And when we lack self-agreement, we are unstable. That means that we go back and forth. We are wishy-washy, that we're one way on Monday, another way on Tuesday. We're full of faith on Sunday, then we're doubting on Sunday night. But tonight, in Jesus' name, Father, we declare that we walk in self-agreement. That we walk in self-agreement, God, so that we would not be those who doubt, which are like the waves tossed to and fro by the wind. 
which means whichever way the wind blows that day, that's how we feel that day. No, we declare we have self-agreement and that agreement is with your word tonight in the name of Jesus. And for that, we say thank you. Every platform, can I just get you to drop an amen on the screen right there? Y'all notice how I'm praying this word? You caught that. Notice how I'm praying this Bible? I'm giving you scripture. I'm teaching you how to pray. I am not just leading you in prayer. I am teaching you how to pray. When Jesus' disciples, um, when Jesus' disciples went to him, here's what they asked him. Here's what they asked him. They, they said this to the Lord. Um, in Luke 11 and 1, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Um, and, and in other words, he didn't, they, didn't, he didn't, they didn't say pray for us. They said, teach us to pray. And so please use my example in prayer to show you how it is that we pray. Because if you're just praying, Lord, give me strength like Superman. That's not Bible. And you ain't getting that. You cannot just say, Lord, I just feel this and that. He doesn't respond to feelings. God responds to faith. You telling him about how you feel is nice, but he's not going to respond to that. He is not moved by emotion. He is not moved by feeling. He is moved by faith. That's what the Bible says, without faith, not feelings. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, Father, we declare that we are those that walk in faith in everything that we do. In fact, Father, you said anything that is not of faith, it is sin. Oh, my God. Anything that is not of faith, it is sin. Anything that is not of faith is sin. So, Father, we declare that because we choose not to walk in sin, Romans 14, 23, Father, that we would do everything in faith. So, God, I pray that you increase our faith. When the man prayed, he said to you, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. In other words, he was saying, Lord, I have faith, but I need you to help the parts of my faith that are weak. Tonight, God, we ask you to help the parts of our faith that are weak tonight. Why? We got self-agreement with you or self-agreement with ourselves. We agree with your word. And now, God, for every place in us that's trying to hold out and not walk by faith, we say increase our faith. We say, increase our faith, increase our faith, because you said whatever's not of faith, it is of sin. And Father, we choose not to walk in sin, which means every time we chose certainty over faith, that was sin. Every time we chose our way over your way, that was sin. Every time we chose comfort over change, that was sin. Every time we chose to perpetuate the curse and not break it, that was sin. Every time we chose to do what made us feel good instead of what you said to do, that was sin. And so tonight, God, we say we shall not walk in that sin again. Come on, pray, y'all. We shall not walk in that sin again. But we say, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Increase our faith to give more. Increase our faith to serve better. Increase our faith to pray more. Increase our faith to be more spiritual. Increase our faith to forgive. Increase our faith to fight for what must be fought for. Increase our faith to not fight for what fights do not profit and do not offer any reward. Increase our faith, God, to, to speak when we need to speak. Increase our faith, God, to be silent when we need to be silent. Increase our faith, God, uh, for us to uh, do warfare where there must be warfare. Increase our faith, God, to not war when there's nothing to win. We say increase our faith tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Every platform. I need you to drop an amen right there. Guys, if you're just coming in, we're on, and I, oh, no, I forgot Twitch, too. Our Twitch family. Welcome to y'all, too. Wherever you're at, drop an amen on whatever platform that you are on. All right, we're on tons of different platforms tonight. Shout out to the nine of you on the official form and IG that have already used badges to sew. All right, listen, guys, um, a couple of quick announcements as we're moving through prayer tonight. If you um, do not have our app, get it. How do you get it? Text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746. Matter of fact, if you don't have the app, can I, can you, can I have you go ahead and hop off real quick, shoot the text, and then hop right back on? Hop off. Shoot the text, then hop right back on. And that way, as soon as you hop off a prayer, you can go download the app and you can get that. Um, the other thing I want to encourage you, if you are in the Atlanta metro area, I would love for you to be uh, part of our Atlanta launch team uh, for the Harvard Search Atlanta, which is coming. Super uber excited about that. I have a huge announcement for you this month about Atlanta. It's been delayed, but not denied. And every delay literally has been to our benefit. And we're excited about that. All you need to do is text HCATL to 877-552-4746. It's on the screen if you're on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch 
or uh, the Harvest Channel or the app. And uh, and then if you're not, can I get a few of you all to type that uh, in the chat in each platform and we'll move in that. All right. Um, so listen, we started um, this new series. We started this new series um, last Wednesday called Christmas is for Giving. And it started in an amazing way. Did it not? That thing started in an amazing way. And in addition to that, uh, we released uh, What You Gonna Do, Believe in Him. Uh, you can check that song out. It's on um, the Bishop Former IG as well as uh, Bishop Former YouTube page too. Check that song out. It was amazing. Yesterday, this message was called Moving Past the Pandemic. If you saw that message, do drop a hand wave emoji. If you saw that message, watched that message, heard that message, or you were live in the building, drop a hand wave emoji for me. And then I want you to tell me what that message spoke to you. Let's just have a quick interact. Let's have look, let's have testimony service real fast. How did that message bless you uh, from yesterday? How did that message bless you? I see your hands. Come on. How did that message bless you? Come on here. Chelsea says the app is where it's at. You're right about it. I love it. How did that message speak life into you? Um, because, um, well, let me, before I say that, how did it speak life into you? How did it speak life into you? Somebody said it's on repeat. Come on. Says that message is all for me. Wow. That's good. I loved it. Decided not to worry. This is good because we're literally about to pray through yesterday's message. We're going to pray through yesterday's message. Stop letting small things block big things. That's good. Can I be honest with you? That one is really um, that is one that I um, that, that's a that's an area where I am. I am constantly maturing because sometimes small things I'm a I am. I'm a I've been an executive since I was 12 years old. Um, and so little things make a big difference big doors swing on small hinges and i have had to learn to not let small things block the big thing we talked about um the eclipse um and we're going to pray through that message but i have literally that because you can literally forget this whole big old great thing that's happened because of one little thing and like you're literally contemplating giving up because of one little thing but you got this big old huge thing that's happening so this is good speaking life this is good revelation revelation choose not to worry this is good. Help me see the importance of forgiveness. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. What else we got, y'all? I already beat a million. Come on here. Wow. Just think about this. If another sperm had fertilized the egg, you would not be here. What's amazing is that before you ever got here, God ordained this so that even when you were in cell, cell form, that you were stronger than every than another million. You are stronger than another million. You better hit me tonight. So why are you tripping over three people when you already beat a million? You beat a million before you got here. I'll dare you give up over a few people. This is good. All right. Small things, not to block big things. This is good. This is good. Come on. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm still here. So he still has a plan. This is good. Not putting my desires beside God. Come on, y'all. I beat the odds. People are acting funny out of nowhere. Wow. Wow, turning our tumors into something gold so we'll never forget it. That's really good. That eclipse analogy. This is good. So, guys, listen, you see the comments. If you did not see yesterday's message, I want to encourage you to get it. Again, get our app. It's right there on the screen. Text. Um, actually, hold on. Let's get it up. It is uh, all you need to do is text the word harvest to 877-552-4746. Get the app. Go to Harvest Church, that church. Let that word speak life into your life. Listen, you are never going to be everything God is ordained for you to be if you are malnourished. So you have to get fed. You got to get the word and you got to keep that word on replay. You got to keep that word going over and over and over and over and over again. Um, like by the end of Sunday, you should have listened to that thing like four or five times. Because the truth is, is the first time you listen to any message, you want to recall 30 percent. All right. 30 percent. So it's going to take a minimum of three and a half to four times before you actually hear everything that was even said. Because many times your brain is so good at filling in the gaps that you will say something was said. People sometimes come up to me and say, Bishop, you always say this. And I'm like, I've never said that in my I've never ever said that. Um, but the reality is, is your brain will fill it in. And then all of a sudden you'll say something that was said that was not said. All right. So we're about to pray before we go deeper, before we go deeper, before we go deeper uh, in prayer. If you haven't shared, I need you to share whatever platform you're on. If you haven't shared, I need you to share because when you share, people get said, guys, we're just shot of 600 people giving their lives to the Lord. I need you to share because we need to get as close to a thousand as we possibly can. I need us. 
to get as close to that thousand as we possibly can. And and, and let, let me just tell you something, Harvest. And if we don't hit that thousand, I'm gonna tack that on to next year's goal. But we're getting this thousand. Do you hear me? We're getting this thousand. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? We are giving this thousand for the glory of God. All right, let's pray. So, Father, uh, now as we get ready to pray your word and pray the message that we got yesterday, God, I pray just as your disciples ask you, Luke 11 and 1, to teach them how to pray. I pray that the format, that the strategy that I lay out in prayer, God, that everybody that's watching prayer tonight, that they would be able to follow it, that it would give them form, that it would give them structure so that they can pray and see results. We do not pray just to feel good. We pray so that things become good. We do not pray out of ritual and routine. We pray out of relationship. Prayer, God, it is our privilege and it is not a right, which means it's something we get to do, not have to do. So tonight, God, as we go into this last 35 minutes of prayer, I pray, God, that you would give us the passion to pray. Come on, type passion. Lord, give us the desire to pray. Type desire. Lord, give us the unction to pray. Type unction. Lord, give us not only the desire, the passion, and the unction, but that God let us pray proficiently. You said that the effective prayers of the righteous availeth much. Effective means that it gets things done. We do not want to pray uh, as religious people pray, as you said. And they say lots of words and they talking, but they ain't saying nothing. We do not want to pray that way. We do not want to simply be long-winded, but not uh, but lack any power. We don't want to be long-winded, but short power. Father, we want for our prayer to yield results. We want for our prayer to change situations. We want for our prayer to change us. And so tonight, God, in these last few minutes, the second half of prayer, God, I pray that for everybody watching, for everybody listening to the podcast, for everybody listening to the a replay, that God, that you stir it up. I pray that those that are sitting, that you stir something in them so they have to stand. I pray that those um, that are standing, you stir something in them so they have to move because prayer produces movement. Prayer produces movement, which means we cannot just sit still. We cannot just be idle. Prayer produces movement. And for that, we say thank you. God, we cover now the message we heard and learned yesterday, God, where you said that, Father, um, that it is time for us to move past the pandemic. It is time for us, God, to move past the pandemic. And so now, God, we embrace the assignment. We understand the assignment, God. We thank you that assignment one was for us to prosper during the pandemic. And we thank you, God, that we did just that. Prosper is the Hebrew word shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that that's exactly what we did in the pandemic. Father, we prosper. Come on top of the screen. We prosper. And, Father, not only did we prosper externally, Father, we thank you that we prospered internally, God. We thank you that you shut the world down so we could deal with ourselves. You shut the world down so that we would have uninterrupted, unfettered time to deal with our issues, to deal with our minds, to deal with our insecurities, to deal with our innuendos, to deal with our... In, uh, our, our, our inward parts and our inward beings. And for that, we say thank you for giving us the time to deal with ourselves. Thank you for slowing the world down so that we could deal with ourselves tonight in the name of Jesus. And God, we prosper. And God, we prosper. And God, we continue to prosper. And God, we continue to prosper. We rebuke lack of any kind. We rebuke insufficiency of any kind. We uh, rebuke uh, 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 um, resources that don't match where we're headed. We break. We rebuke that of in any kind in the name of Jesus. And now, God, as we prospered in the pandemic, now we move to the next assignment, which is it is time to move past the pandemic. Some of you type that, move past the pandemic. Your word says in Exodus 12 and 2, after the land of Egypt had suffered a pandemic because there were 10 back-to-back plagues, their water was messed up, their livestock had issues, their bodies had issues, the health system had issues, the infrastructure had issues, the economy had issues. After a pandemic in the book of Exodus, where it affected the people of Egypt. Your word says that it did not affect your people that lived in Goshen the same way as it impacted Egypt, which means, God, for us, your people, this pandemic has not affected us the same way that it affects Egypt, those that do not know you. And right in the middle of that, God, uh, when the last part of that pandemic was released, which was the death of the firstborn sons and the firstborn livestock, 
of the Egyptians. Your word said, God, that whatever, wherever the blood was applied, that the blood of a lamb was applied on the doorpost of a home, that death would have to pass over. God, we say thank you tonight that death has passed over us. We say thank you, God, that death has passed over us. Y'all better put a praise on this screen. We say thank you, God, that death has passed over us. Father, you didn't let it take us. For those that had it, Father, you did not let it take them out. But those, God, that have not contracted it, you kept them from getting it. Father, we will not walk in fear because you are the God that have kept us this far. You let you said death pass over. You cannot come nigh, which means, God, if you spared us, which means if you kept us alive, we still have a pulse, which means there's still a plan. There's still a plan. The plan is still working. The plan is still working. The plan is still working because death passed over us. It didn't pass over five and a half million but it passed over us. And for this, God, we say thank you. And for this, God, we release a praise. Can I get you to put a praise on whatever platform you're on? Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Twitch. Come on, on the app. Come on, website. Come on, IG. Put a praise on the screen. You owe him praise. Why? That death passed over. Come on, we're about to keep praying, but I need you to put a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Death passed over you. Death passed over you. Death passed over you. How is it that you got the same thing somebody else got and it passed over you? How is it you had a pre-existing condition too, but it passed over you? How is it that you um, uh, were next to somebody that had it and it passed over you? How is it that your symptoms were as mild as they were? Y'all better put a praise on this screen. It passed over you. And for that, we say thank you. Come on, let's pray further. Father, it was after the 10th plague in the pandemic in Egypt. We're in the middle of the month. You spoke to your people in Exodus chapter 12 and verse number two. And he says, this shall be a new beginning for you. He says, this shall be a new beginning for you. He said, this isn't a new beginning for Egypt. He said, Egypt still got to deal with this pandemic. But for my people, this will be a new beginning. In other words, God, you were telling your people it is time for you to move past this pandemic because I am about to take you into what I promised you. I promise you a, a land that flows with milk and honey. I promise you, what does that mean? It means resources and reward, resources and reward. And for this, God, we say thank you now in the name of Jesus for us, for us, for us, for us. It is time to move past this pandemic. So God, we come against and we rebuke the spirit of fear. We come against and we rebuke the spirit of, of somehow thinking um, that uh, uh, if, if we do all of these things, that it will make a, a more of a difference than you protecting us. You say, God, that unless the Lord protects us, those who protect, protect in vain. Unless the Lord protects those who protect, Protect in vain. That's Psalm 127 and 1. You said, I guess the Lord build the house. Unless the Lord protects the house, whoever's building, whoever's laboring is doing so in vain. So we say, thank you, God, that we are in your hands. That, Father, you are the potter and we are the clay. You are the potter and we are the clay. And because we are the clay, we yield to how you shape us. We yield to how you mold us. We yield to how you would direct us. We yield to how you would have us flow. We yield to how you would have us to move and to walk. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let's come up for air, y'all. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's come up for air. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, if you're just coming in, do me a favor. Like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share. Facebook. Tag some folks on. Get them in prayer. I see you. I see your chats. A majority of my chats, I can see them. Wherever you're at, I need you to share. Let's come up for some air. I need you to share. You like it? Let's come up for some air. I need you to share. All right, we're praying this Bible. We're praying the word. This is how you pray. You don't just start saying stuff. You have to pray the word. Can I tell you why you pray the word? Let me tell you why you pray the word. Let me tell you why you pray the uh, let me tell you why you pray the word. In Isaiah chapter 43, uh, it says this: Isaiah chapter 43, and I'm gonna get you down here uh, to verse number 26. Isaiah 43. In verse number 26, he says um, this, put me in remembrance, put me in remembrance, put me in remembrance. Let us argue together, set forth your case that you may be proved right or vindicated. In other words, God says, when he says put me in remembrance, it's not like God forgot his word. It's a legal terminology. God says, when you pray, 
put my word before me. This is like a legal case. And when you come before a judge, you can't just say, Judge, I feel this and this and that. You have to, when you're presenting your briefings to the court, you have to cite case law. You have to cite statutes that say, this is why I am asking the court for this relief. This is why I'm asking the court for this particular um, judgment. This is why I'm asking the court for this. So what is God? God is a judge, but he's also our advocate. Pay attention. He's our judge and he's also our advocate and counselor. Advocate and counselor are two terms that are synonymous with the term attorney. So pay attention. He's the judge and he's the attorney for you. Mm -mm -mm. You better hear me. He's the judge and he's also your attorney, which means he says, I need for you when you're praying, give me my word. Put me in remembrance because when you pray, this is like uh, this is adjudication in the spirit. What does that mean? It's like a legal case, which means you can't just go on a legal case and say, I feel this. I think this. I think it ought to be like this. No, God says, put me in remembrance of your word. Let us argue together. God doesn't mean argue with him in the sense of going back and forth. God says, listen, like a legal argument. He says, state your argument. You want favor? Put the argument out there based on my word. Why you deserve favor? Did y'all hear what I just said? He said, oh, you, you want a breakthrough? Put me in remembrance of my word. Make a case of why you need breakthrough. Make your case. Can I get a few you to type that on the screen? Make your case. See, for some of you, when you go into prayer, you're begging him. And you do not beg a judge. You make a case. You make a case. Can I give you a third thing? Watch me. Not only is he the judge, not only is he your lawyer, but watch me. The judge is also your father, which means he's setting you up so that you can be successful in the case. He's like, listen, son, wink, wink. If you would, if you would study my word, if you would go back and listen to your pastor's messages, you would be able to pray your pray my word and state your case. Like wink, wink, like this is this is in the bag. Which means if you lose, it's because you didn't know the case. If you lose, it's because you didn't know how to state your case. But I literally, I'm the judge, I'm your lawyer, and I'm your daddy. Come on, y'all. I'm the judge, I'm your lawyer, and I'm your father. Father, in Jesus' name, sir, we thank you that you sit in those three places when we pray. You sit in the seat of being the judge. You sit in the seat of being our advocate and our counselor and our lawyer. And you sit in the seat of being our father. And we say thank you for occupying those three seats in our lives, which mean, God, because you occupied those three seats, that every case is literally a fixed fight. Wink, wink. Every case is literally a fixed fight. Whatever we face, it is literally set up to benefit us. That's why your word says in Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, which means since you're the judge, our lawyer, and our father, you literally set it up so that we are undefeatable. We are unstoppable. We are unbreakable. We are undefeatable. We are unstoppable. We are unbreakable. We are undefeatable. Come on, type that. I am unstoppable. I am unbreakable. I am undefeatable. Why? Because your word says, God, that you always lead us into triumph. Second Corinthians 2 and 14. You lead us into triumph because every case we're in, it's fixed. Every case we're in, it's rigged. Every case we're in, every situation that we're in, it is literally rigged for our favor. Father, forgive us for thinking that man had an advantage over us. Forgive us for thinking that systems and structures had an advantage over us. Forgive us for thinking that some politician had an advantage over us. Forgive us for thinking that some adversary or enemy had an advantage over us. We have kingdom privilege, which surpasses white privilege and any other privilege that exists. Y'all better pray with me tonight. We have kingdom privilege, which means our father is the judge. Our father is the lawyer, and he, because he's our father, every case is fixed. Every case is rigged, and we say that we walk in our privilege. You better type that on the screen. We walk in our privilege. We walk in our privilege. We walk in our privilege, and we declare that what looks like we have not won, that you would turn it this month to line up with 2 Corinthians 2 and 14, that you would turn it and line it up this month so that it aligns with 2 Corinthians 2.14, that you return it when? This month, this month, this month, this month, this month. So it aligns with 2 Corinthians 2 
and 14. In Jesus' name, come on. I dare you. I double dog dare you to type on the screen. I'm privileged. I'm privileged. I'm privileged. This is bigger than any privilege that exists. My, my God is, my, listen, God is my daddy. And I will call my father in a minute and watch him go off on you. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And he's the judge. I will call him in a minute and watch him handle a situation. And he's my lawyer. I'll ask him what I need to say. And then I'll say what I need to say. This is why before you pray, let me teach you how to pray. Luke 11 and 1. Remember I said this is what I'm going to do tonight. Luke 11 and 1. Teaching you how to pray. All right. Luke 11 and 1. Teach us to pray. What were they asking? They said, Lord, teach us what we need to say before we say it. Teach us what we need to say before we say it. Teach us what we need to say and to pray before we say it. In other words, you don't just go into prayer. You say, Lord, what do I need to pray about? You don't just go into prayer. What do I need to pray about? Teach us how to pray. Father, I pray that from this day forward, that before we pray, we'd say, we'd ask the question, what do I need to pray? 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 In the name of Jesus, we say, amen. Guys, we're almost done. Listen, just coming in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video. Um, we are praying um, through yesterday's message. We're only, <laughs> we're only, we're not even two lines in. Uh, yesterday's message was called Moving Past the Pandemic. Um, and we talked about how for us, it is time for us. What, who is us? God's people to move past the pandemic. In Egypt, once the pandemic, uh, the last plague of their pandemic was going on, as that was happening, the Bible literally says, for you, this is a new beginning. In other words, God says, I'm over it. I'm over it. God says, I'm over this for y'all. And then what happened? Overnight, overnight, Pharaoh called them in and said, take, take your stuff and go. Whatever y'all want, take it and go. Take it and go. Overnight, everything changed for them. Um, overnight, everything changed for them. Mm, 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 mm. Overnight, everything changed for them. I'm going to say it, but this is probably not a fourth or fifth time, but I'm going to say it again because I need you to get Overnight, everything changed for them. Overnight, Dominican Republic, hey now, come on, right? Overnight, everything changed for them. Can I say it one more time? Overnight, everything changed for them. Um, listen, how many of you all have the faith to believe that there's some situations that overnight can change for you? Wait a minute. Overnight. Overnight, some things can change for you. It's ain't for everybody, but for somebody. Somebody said, watch from the Galleria. Come on, get that shopping in. About to close. Get it in. Overnight, Pharaoh literally calls them in. God tells them, this is a new beginning for you. Pharaoh says, come here. And he calls them in the middle of the night. I mean, he calls them in the middle of the night. It's just a Moses and Aaron. He says, basically, it's like a scene from Wayne to Exhale. Get your stuff. <laughs> get your stuff. And get out. Literally. Pharaoh says, Pharaoh says, get your stuff and go. The Bible says they plundered the Egyptians. They took silver. They took gold. They took clothing. Let's, look at me. They left Egypt rich. What, what does this mean? Let's see if you've been paying attention. This means they prospered in the pandemic. They, and they took stuff from Egypt. Um, this is for about 12 of you on prayer tonight. I hear the Lord. This is for 12 of you. If you think you might be one of those 12, I need you to just drop a 12 on whatever platform you're on. If you're on the, um, the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network and you can't chat, you just better say 12 out loud. Um, I, if you think you might be one of those 12, I just need you to drop 12 on the screen. That's a good question. Make sure you send it to me. Um, I need you to drop 12 on the screen because, because I'm about to pray. And when I pray, 1 Samuel 3.19, the Bible says, And the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. Now, listen, um, if you need something to change, why? The reason cannot simply be that you want it to change. Change, all, look at me, look at me, look at me, we're about to pray. Change always has a cause. Shut up. 
Not literally, I just made it good. Change as a cost. Why did he change it overnight for them? Because he wanted to deliver them from 430 years of Egyptian bondage to the day that they entered bondage. It was 430 years. Change has to have a cause. Some things don't change because you don't have a cause other than it makes you uncomfortable. Come on. It needs a cause. All right? It needs a cause. It can't simply be because I'm sick of that. Look, first of all, your confession's not good. We need to get your confession right. It needs a cause. Come on, y'all. For those of you that dropped the 12 on the screen, it was more than 12, but I heard the Lord loud and clear. It's 12. Just flow with me tonight, prayer. Flow with me tonight. What's your cause? You can type it. If you don't want to type it, I need you to say it. Change needs a cause. He is not just going to change it just because. What's the cause? Father, I heard you loud and clear on prayer tonight. You just told me, God, that for 12 people, it will be like what you said to Moses. That, Father, overnight, Pharaoh changed his mind. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, because change needs a cause, I pray that you would see our cause. I pray that you would see our cause. I pray that you would see our cause. And then, Father, that you would cause whatever whoever sits in a seat of a decision maker, as in Pharaoh, whoever sits in a seat of a decision maker, be it an employer, be it a, a, a politician, a judge, whoever sits in a seat of a decision maker, that, Father, our cause would cause things to change. Here it is tonight. Our cause would cause things to change tonight. If you did it 4,000 years ago, you are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. See our cause. See our cause. And God, we ask you that change would happen overnight tonight. And that change would turn in our favor. That change would turn in our favor. Y'all don't play with me in this chat. Come on. That, that change would turn in our favor. That when we wake up, that we would see proof of the change in an email. Yo, When we wake up, we would see proof of that change in a text. When we wake up, we would see proof of that change uh, in the mail. When we wake up, we would see proof of that change uh, 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 in any form of communication in the DM. When, when we wake, we would see proof of that change in our favor right now. In Jesus' name, if you especially think you are one of them 12, I need you to put a praise on that screen now. Go. 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 Put that on that screen now. 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 Wow. That's good to me. That's good to me. That's good to me. Yes, Lord. That is good to me. All right, listen, let's go. We only got a few minutes left. Let's go. Let's go. We only got a few minutes. Um, so in yesterday's message, God Almighty, if you said you're one of them 12, you should know what you do next. You put a seed into what you just said. You sow into that. You sow into that. Let's go, because I got to get as much of this done as I can. Um, in Luke 21, 11, pandemics aren't new. Pandemics are all throughout the Bible. I taught you yesterday. In the scripture, Jesus literally prophesies this. He says, there will be violent earthquakes. I showed you that on the screen yesterday. Um, in various places, famines, deadly and devastating pestilence, which means plagues and epidemics. And there will be terrible sights and great signs from heaven. I showed you that on December 4th, we had a full lunar eclipse. You could not see it from the U.S., you could only see it from a portion of the earth. And I showed you that with that eclipse, the eclipse was a sign. There were things that would be seen in the sky. And on December 4th, the day before I preached this message, moving past the pandemic, God gave you a sign. On December 4th, go Google it for yourself. Go YouTube it for yourself. On December 4th, there was an eclipse, which Jesus prophesied. <clears throat> he says there's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be famines. I showed you famines right here in America. I showed you famines. We're in Mississippi. They cannot effectively feed 34% of their people in America. You have states in America, Texas, you have states in America that are food insecure, which is a de facto famine. 
And he said, there's going to be plagues and epidemics, and there's going to be terrible sights in, in heaven. On December 4, God gave us a sign. Come on. Come on, y'all. Please be a good church tonight on this prayer. Come on. Type it on the screen. Say, he gave me a sign. He gave me a sign. He gave me a sign. On December 4th, God gave me the sign. Now pay attention. Pay attention. <clears throat> that eclipse, the moon is smaller than the sun. But when, when it's an eclipse, it literally lines up so that the moon, which is far smaller than the sun, it looks, it makes the sun look, it covers the sun essentially. You can only see the outside, the outline of the sun behind it. Pay attention. For many of you, watch me, that represents how you've been living. You have been living because of your perspective. You've been letting something really small interfere with something really big. You've been letting because of your perspective. It's, watch me, it's not what you've been looking at. It's how you've been seeing it. It's not what you've been looking at. It's how you've been seeing it. I'm going to say it a third time. It's not what you've been looking at. It's how you've been seeing it. I want to pray tonight. Watch me. You ready? That you do not allow something small to block something big. You ready? Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that our perspective would adjust so that we do not let something small interfere with something big in the name of Jesus. In fact, Father, we thank you, uh, Father, for the sign that you gave us, the sign that would point that it's time for us to move past the pandemic. But embedded in that sign, God, is a message. And the message is you need to shift your perspective. Why? Because you're letting something small block you from something big. There's some of you where in the name of Jesus, we have not taken steps of faith because of small things. We have not obeyed because of small things. We have not acted because of small things. We've not made the change because of small things. We've not done what we needed to do because of small things. And Father, in Jesus' name, we ask that you would forgive us for doing that tonight. And not only do we ask that you forgive us from doing that tonight, Father, but that we change our perspective. It is not what we are looking at. It's how we've been seeing it. It's not what we're looking at. We've been seeing it all wrong. We saw it as a stop sign, but really it was a, you better go faster. God Almighty, we saw it as a, maybe you don't want me to do this, God, but really it's a, you better dig in and get it done. Oh my God. Forgive us, God, for seeing this from the wrong perspective. Change our perspective. Father, and what is the perspective? That you have given us. A perspective means where do I sit and see it from? Where do I sit and see it from? Where do I sit and see it from? Even that Eclipse couldn't be seen from everywhere in the world. You can only see it from a certain place on the earth. You said, God, in Ephesians 2 and 6, that you have raised us up. Come on. Which means our perspective has to go higher, which means we need to get off a of ground level vision. God, I want to run. We got to get out of the trench level perspective. We got to get out of the trench level vision. We got to get out of the trench and we got to see it higher. You have, Father, you said that you have raised us up, which means whatever we're looking at, we should be looking down at it, not up at it. We should be looking down at it, not up at it. It's just like God, when we get in a plane, when we get in a plane, everything that was ground level, when we begin to ascend, it looks much smaller. Why? Because we went higher. Did it get smaller? No. What happened? We got higher. God, I want to run. It didn't get smaller. We just got higher. I pray, God, that you would help us see it from a higher perspective. What does that mean? Let us see it from a spiritual perspective. What does that mean? Let us see it from a big picture, not just right now, but five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. Our lives are bigger than us. It did not get smaller, but we got higher. Oh, my God. And tonight, God, we shift our perspective and say, let us see it from a different vantage point. Every situation, every circumstance, every challenge, here we go, every good thing, everything we look at, God, let us see it from a higher vantage point. You said you have raised us up with Christ and then seated us. What does this mean? Just like on an airplane, we went higher, but then we're seated. What does this mean? We're not nervous. Oh my God, what does this mean? 
We're not fretful. What does this mean? We, we are not worrying. What does this mean? We don't ruminate, which means we're worried about the past, which we cannot change. What does this mean? It means that I am sitting in a place where what I see will not startle me. What I see will not, God, y'all better pray with me tonight. What we see will not startle us because you raised us up and then you tell us to sit down, take a seat. Father, forgive us from being nervous. God, forgive us tonight, God, from walking in worry and fear and anxiety. Forgive us for losing sleep. Oh my God. Forgive us for waking up at four worried about something that's on our mind. Who am I talking to right there? We are higher and we are seated, which means we will not be nervous. Oh, my God. We will not be nervous. You said that you have not given us a spirit of fear. Fear there is timidity, but a power and love and a sound mind. We will not be nervous. I rebuke your nervousness. Who on prayer tonight? There's some situations in your life you've been nervous about. Wait a minute. You've been nervous. How is this going to go? I don't know. We're going to see. Oh, God. What about this? I don't want to even read the email yet. I don't even want to check the message yet. I don't even want to see what they said. Can I, can, can I be honest with you? For all of the roar that I have and all of the, 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 the boldness that I have, there are some, uh, some areas where even last week I was like, oh, God, I don't even want to read that yet. I don't even want to see that yet. Listen, we rebuke nervousness tonight. Oh, my God. Come on, y'all. We rebuke nervousness tonight. You know, you're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. That's what we're not doing. Come on. We're not doing that. Come on. Can I get you to be bold? Just, just, just get a little boldness in you. Can I just get you to type it on the screen? We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. We're not doing that. You've raised us up and you've seated us. And where have you seated us? This is the last part. We got to go. You have seated us, the Bible says, in heavenly realms or heavenly places, which means, I. you ready? We don't have to make a decision or see it from a perspective where we are not higher than it, where we are not nervous, but watch me, but where we are, what is the atmosphere of heaven? It's an atmosphere where God reigns. It's an atmosphere where God is sovereign. It's an atmosphere of worship. It's an atmosphere of praise. It is an atmosphere where God runs the show. Pray attention. So this last piece of your perspective is where, watch me, what I'm seated in is a heavenly place. What I am seated in is a place where God's got me. Come on. He's got you. Look at me. Look at me. He's got you. He's got you. And if he's not failed you yet, I don't think he's, a, listen, I don't think he's about to ruin, um, I don't think he's about to ruin his perfect credit now. I don't think he's, yes, yeah, I don't think he's about to ruin his perfect attendance now. I'm in a heavenly place, which means I'm so far above this, like I'm not even, I'm not even, like it's turning in my favor. It's turning in my favor. Wow, I gotta hurry up. Guys, we gotta go. Wasn't prayer good tonight? So listen, um, if you haven't shared this yet, share this tonight. Um, that's the perspective you got to sit in. I only got to pray through the first one, two, three, three lines of the message, but that's okay. Um, so if you haven't shared, share this. Tomorrow night at nine o'clock on the Bishop Foreman Instagram, we're going to do a preview of Wednesday's message. And I got to tell you, Wednesday's message is going to be like, whoa. Um, here's all I'm going to tell you is Sunday, I, every message in this series, Christmas is Forgiven, is a gift to you to help you end the year strong. So last Wednesday's message, our guest shared with us to take good care of your gift. This past Sunday, I gave you the message, moving past the pandemic. It's a gift to give you freedom to move past this pandemic. Wednesday, I'm going to give you a gift of truth. And this, this is, this. I'm going to be honest with you. I almost thought about removing the message and I said, nah, let's go on and do it. I said, okay, Lord, let's go and do it. So it's going to be amazing. Tomorrow night, nine o'clock, I'm going to give you a preview of the word for Wednesday. So make sure that you follow me on the Bishop Foreman IG so that you can see that on Tuesday and Saturday. I'm going to do that to the end of this year. And then we'll see whether or not I do it in 2022. It's going to be predicated upon whether or not y'all are on there with me or not. All right. Listen, last two things I want to do. A prayer bless you. I want you to sow. I want you to sow. Put a seed in the ground. Harvest is good ground. Um, you see it. We show it to you every week. The praise reports are absolutely 
amazing. They're astounding uh, in an incredible way. And so, you know, harvest is good ground. Bless what blesses you. It's really simple. If something blesses you, um, then you bless it. How do you do it? You can use the uh, cash app, dollar sign Bishop Foreman uh, with the number two at the end. If you're on IG, you can use a badge. You can go to our website, harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Uh, you can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, and Given. All of those methods are available for you to give. The email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. Guys, tomorrow night's preview. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. And Wednesday's word is going to be amazing because there's going to be so much um freedom um, in it for everybody. It's going to be really good. All right. Last thing, if you're on here tonight, you're not saved. Come on. God's coming to get you tonight. Don't y'all hop off. Y'all, when I start doing the invitation, don't hop off. That's like walking out during the altar call. That is rude. You disrupt the spirit. Stay on with me because let's see. Let's believe God that we're going to see a harvest of people come to the Lord tonight. So stick with me. All right. I love you. Tonight, if you're not a Christian, tonight's your night. Will Bishop I become a Christian? On three, you're going to do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. If you were a Christian and you fell away from the Lord, tonight's your night to come back. You're going to do the hand wave emoji, say it's me when I count to three. You're like, Bishop, but what is it to be a Christian? Here's what it is. It's to give your life to God. Well, what does that mean? It is to save you from you. It's to save you from hell. Watch me. But more importantly, it is to save you from living a life that's less than the best that he ordained for you to live. Like God loves you unconditionally. Well, Bishop, I got these issues. I got these problems. But he loves you despite your issues, despite your problems. See, Christianity is not about perfect people. Uh, Christianity is not about some type of spiritual museum. Here it is. Christianity is about imperfect people loving and believing in a perfect God. So tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at, on through, do the hand with your emoji or say it's me right now. Respond right now. Hands are already coming in, y'all. Hands are already coming in. I see you on the Harvest IG. I see you on Facebook. Somebody asked me, what should you sow? What should the amount be? Connected to Luke 21 and 11, where we were. So something with those numbers, all right? $21.11, cents, $211.11, $2,111. $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2,
I love you all. Have an amazing night. And uh, again, I encourage you to sow if it bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow night on uh, Bishop Foreman IG, 9 o'clock Mountain Time, 11 o'clock Eastern Time, so that we can pray. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Bye, y'all. Oh, this thing over here, it keeps turning <laughs> like a roller coaster. They had roller coaster prayer on a on the Harvest IG tonight. <laughs> love y'all. Shalom. Have a good night. Love you all. Shalom. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's